0: oasis online thank you uh jess and colton i fear maybe they've overhyped this message um i'm just kidding prayerfully i hope it's as impactful as they promise i would never actually bring you a message that i didn't think couldn't deliver that kind of promise so i do hope you grab some notes and and yeah the towel's optional but who knows it may come in handy right um but yeah happy new year uh like jess said you know the new year it's a fresh start right it's a fresh opportunity um it's there's so much hope there's so much anticipation right and so i you know it's a special sunday to get to preach and so i'm bringing you a message that i hope lasts you throughout the year that was actually my prayer as, as i was preparing that i would give you something that maybe like in october of 2022 you would still be able to pull from this message, that it would actually give you enough life, enough encouragement, enough hope to carry you all the way to next year, to this time next year. And so that's why today I'm preaching a message for the middle. I love it. Wow. Unexpected, right? The twist, plot twist, right? A message for the middle. Why, Nelson? It's January 2nd. I want a message for the beginning, right? But... The thing about starts is that it's kind of easy. If I'm if I'm honest, when I found out I was preaching I'm like, oh, that'll be easy. And I was like, I'm not that. That's not my personality. I don't like easy mode. So I was like, I got to challenge myself. And I was thinking about why it would be easy. And and it, it's easy for all the reasons I think. Um, that you could guess, right? It's, it's easy because, man, we're just hopeful, right? It's the, the things of 2021, like, that we can kind of like leave them behind, hopefully, right? And then 2022 can maybe have some different things and, uh, we're hopeful, right? Or, you're just optimistic. You're, you're planning, you're forecasting, you've made that resolution, and you're like, this is the year I'm going to do it, right? And we have those, maybe those rose-colored glasses, right? The the tinted uh, expectations that we look forward and go, okay, this is the year I could do all those things. And so I don't know that we need that motivation. I don't know that we need that encouragement to be optimistic at the start. And With that, I also don't think we need messages for the end. I think we get a lot of messages. You know, you've heard it. Like, the way you finish is the way you begin, you know, and and like, no matter. But no matter what your 2021 was like, I bet we all experienced some measure of relief on December 31st at 1159 you know, we all kind of go like, all right, like all of us left something behind and maybe you were celebrating, right? Maybe there was some great things you're carrying into this year, right? Or, or maybe like you're, you're, you weren't having a bad year, so you're just trying to continue and hope and you, you were just excited to like, oh man, I get to bring this with me along all right. with all this hope all right. and joy and optimism that comes in the new year. But I really just think we need more messages for the middle. I think all of us can look back on a positive or a negative journey and go, the the middle's where it kind of like sags, right? Like, you know, you can can look back and and whether it ended on a high note or a low note, there was probably some dips along the way. And so this is my message for the middle. I'm going to pray and we're going to get in. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you that you are, you are the Alpha and Omega God, but you're a middle God, too. That we can come to you at the beginning, middle, and end, and we can find an unchanging, ever-loving God who is for us. Bless these words, and I pray it finds your people and encourages them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So a message for the middle. We're going to dive in, and I want to start with a visual aid. So I talked about the beginning having an optimism, right? And, and the reason why I think we need messages for the middle is because I think we kind of look at it like this. We subscribe to a, a myth, if you will, that our journey from the beginning to the end, the up of the, the highs of the start will be a smooth and there will be a dip, right? We see that dip there where it says, oh, this is a lot of work. Right, you see the dip, and then we just expect like a smooth trajectory on up to that aha moment where we land, where we hope, and we get to celebrate. Right, right, and we you, so this is this is what I'm calling the myth, and I didn't I didn't create this. This is actually from a a, a book uh, that's a secular book, and I'm telling you that because on the next slide you'll see I had to uh, bleep out some curse words with some cleverly placed emojis. Um, but uh, I believe the, the author's name is Scott Belsky so I'm gonna give credit to Scott Belsky. I uh, borrowed this from his book, but it's such a beautiful depiction of the myth, and then you see the reality. The reality, we start high, we get excited, there's the dip, and then it starts to go up, and then there's another dip. And, and you know, there's, there's, there was a word there, there's now four emojis. I'll let you use your imagination on what word was there, right, and then, and then, oh, 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 we're feeling it, and then it dips again, oh no. Oh, and then it gets better, and then it dips again. There was another swear there. Oh. And then and then it gets better, right? Oh, we get some, and then it, oh, it gets rough again. And then it gets better, and then I bleeped this one. This was um, three letters, if you want to fill in the blanks there, you know? You know, I won't say it, because I, I was getting in trouble, even when I use the letters. But there's letters under that emoji, and then yes, and then uh-oh, and then, oh, there's dollar signs. Oh, we want some dollar signs in our journey, don't we? <laughs> right? And then, oh, there's just a the symbol there. Sometimes you just don't even know what's going on. And then you get that, right? (laughs) And so, and and in the book um, by Mr. Belsky, he just talks about you want like an upward trajectory along those ups and downs. The the next up would be higher than the last up and the next down would be a little higher than the last down. And I want to talk to you, like the first point of this message in the middle is like just to... To maybe prepare you and prepare your heart to set your expectations that I believe will we'll land at that positive destination that will what we're celebrating now, what we're believing for, that Colton will lose the weight, you know, like just, just playing, bro. <laughs> but like that we'll get there, but there will be ups and downs, right? A lot of people have complimented me and thank you guys for being on this journey praying with me. I've lost some weight, right? And that journey wasn't, that wasn't like the, a steady bit of progress right? I actually, I did a, I started a weight loss program. I did like a little like online, like uh, it's called like Basement Beast. They always have a name like that, right? It's like Basement Beast, you know? It's like the workout wolves! Like, you know, it's like, there's always some clever gimmick on it. Yeah, They got me. I'm a Basement Beast. And that's not like, that's not like I'm a hardcore gamer, okay? That's not like that one. Like, I'm not in the basement playing Fortnite. This is a workout program, okay? So Basement Beast, I started it. It's a 12 week program. And I had like Um, and it was, I, you know, you go in and you're like, all right, I got the bands. I'm going to wake up every morning at 6am. I'm going to get my workout in. It's going to be great. And then like, I had like a moment where like we traveled and I did like one workout that week. And I was like. Dang it, I only did one workout that week. I got back on and did it, and then uh, we, we had another trip come up later. I did zero workouts on that trip. I was like, dang, that was a bummer. And then I got to, like, the end, and, like, we, we Amy and I just moved, and we had a busy season coming up, and I only got through 10 out of the 12 weeks of the program. And I found myself looking back on my journey and being really hard on myself. I kept focusing in on the two out of the 12 weeks that I didn't do, not the 10 that I did. Right. And I look back on the the week where I only got one out of the three workouts in, and I'm like, man. And then the week where I got none, and I was like, man. And I was like, why am I struggling with this so much? Like, why? And part of it's my perfectionism, but part of it was because I expected to go 12 for 12. I expected to go three for three every week. And as I started to feel myself unpacking this, in the results, in great results, right? I actually, like, I lost, I think I've lost almost 40 pounds at this point, which is bonkers, right? Like, and, and obviously I did it healthily, but like, I, I stopped celebrating the success because I was so focused on those pitfalls because they caught me off guard. And so I want to talk to you on January 2nd, 2022. And I just want to set your expectations, so right? Good. That there's going to be some moments where we uh, uh, trip up. Right Where we just we don't quite we don't do exactly what we hoped or planned to do. and I don't want them to catch you off guard, like they catch me off guard sometimes, yeah. right? Where we go, oh, and then we start focusing on that dip that came up, and we're like, man, but I just but I thought it was going to be smooth sailing. And I, I want to give you like a great positive encouraging message. and I think I have that for you today, but I don't want to lie to you and tell you it'll be smooth sailing, right? But I do want to tell you that the lows are temporary though, mm-hmm. right? And if we don't get too distracted by them, we can move forward, um, and so, yeah, so the real journey it has some dips, it has some valleys, it has some rises and falls, and I want to give you some context because I have to put it into like I have to put it into language that I understand, and sometimes I've learned that like my the language I understand isn't language that everyone understands, and so um, to give you a little bit of context um, I'm going to, like, share about dubs and L's. Okay? And you're like, dubs and L's. Some people already know. Brandon's <laughs> nodding his head. He knows. I am a I'm a a shoe fan. I won't say, like, I'm a shoe aficionado. I won't say, like, I'm a, I'm a sneakerhead. I am a fan of shoes, though. I like nice shoes. I took an L today, actually. Like, the day we record, I took an L this morning on some Jordan 1s. And what I mean when I say L is just a loss. Right? And... Uh, So if I say I took an L, I mean, it's a loss. It's one of those ebbs or flows that dip in the journey, right? And then the dubs, a win, dub being short for W, right, (laughs) is a win, right? We want dubs, right? And honestly, we want all dubs. But did you know there's only one football metaphor? There's only one professional football team that's ever had a full season where they went undefeated. True. There's only one. The Patriots almost did it in 2007, and then I think it's like the 74 Dolphins or something. Yeah. Wow. It's, they're the only ones that have ever done that, right? So if you think about it, the highest accolade in the NFL, a Super Bowl ring, uh, only one team has ever done that without ever taking an L, yeah. right? And then, you know, like every other team, they, they win some and they lose some, and then they win the one that matters, right? And so, Dubs and L's, is what I want to put this into context to. And we are going to talk about Scripture. Don't worry, okay? Some of my, like, really Christian people are like, geez, Nelson, you're like 10 minutes in your message. Where's the Bible? (laughs) Elijah is a Bible character. We're going to talk about him, okay? But yes, but I want to talk about it in the language that I know and love, which is Dubs. And else. and I want you to think about this as you're thinking about your year, as you're thinking about all the things you have planned, don't plan for a winless or a winful year, a lossless year. Plan for some else, right? And I want to give you a plan for some else. And we're going to talk about that through the context of Elijah, right? So Elijah, he is a prophet, and he was around during the rule of a guy named Ahab, Ahab was married to Jezebel, and Jezebel worshipped Baal. This is important because Elijah gets like a really big dub. Like he gets a huge win, and then he's like, he kind of has an L season, right? And so we're going to get, I want to give you the context of Elijah's big dub, and then we're going to talk about his L, okay? So what happens, he meets Ahab, and he's like, there's going to be a drought. And, and then Ahab's like, I'm not happy about that. And he goes on the run. And Jezebel, because she likes Baal so much, she, she's like, I, I want to kill all of the Lord's prophets. Right? So she goes on a, she's like on a vendetta against the Lord, the, like God's prophets. Like our people, like the, the people that follow Jesus, but this is Old Testament, so Jesus wasn't there. So they would just follow God. Like all the Christians of that time, they were, she was like out to get him, And she actually did. Like, it actually took this guy, Obadiah, hiding a hundred of them. And, like, all the rest got killed. They got, like, straight murked. Talk about taking L's, right? So Jezebel is hunting these guys down. Elijah's on the run. And then he's like, actually, God sends him. He's like, we're about to go get a win. And he, he, he goes and he calls them out, right? And this is in 1 Kings 18. We're not reading there, but he goes and he calls them out. And he actually, he's like, I want a crowd for this one. Right? Like he, you ever get a win and you know, you're going to get a win right? And you kind of, you got your little, you got your swagger. You're like, yeah, I'm about to, <laughs> we know we're getting a win today, right? This was the the win that preceded the L that I want to talk to you about. He went, and it was, a, it's on Mount Carmel. It's called, the heading in the Bible is the contest at Mount Carmel, right? And it's in First Kings 18, and he goes, and he invites all of Israel. He's like, I want the biggest audience possible. And he, he says, bring 450 prophets of Baal, 400 prophets of Asherah, I don't even know who that is, and it, who are basically supported by Jezebel, right? And so, so, essentially, he says, send 900, 850 of your best. Oh, wow. I'm going to take them on 1V850. And he gets a win. You guys, like, he was like, this is, <laughs> this is such a funny story in the Bible. I wish I could, like, dive into that, but we'd need, like, two hours. But he goes, and it's like, he's literally, like, taunting them at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, he was talking smack. Like he was like this is like it was going down and he knew he was gonna win and he's talking all this noise and I really wanna set the picture of how confident Elijah was, right? Because this was a a the the kind of victory uh that like it was like he shut them out, wow. right? Like it was like 100 to zero. I don't know how they score in wow. like inter religious prophetic battles. <laughs> I don't know what the scoring system is, you know, like yeah, like do they just like words like okay like oh he's got 10 words like you know there had to be commentators right like there was you know like oh look at this elijah it's bold bold move elijah one versus 850 well let's see how this goes right so they have this like they have this like profit off right and they they pit ball against god right and like um and essentially elijah wins god wins like yay and and all 850 they get they get they get he kind of does like the reverse of what Jezebel did. Like they all get hunted and killed. And then he gets home and 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 he told Jezebel everything they hear about it, and and including the way that they killed all the prophets of Baal, right? And so she's ticked. And she sends him a message. So we're gonna pick up in 1 Kings 19. This is where the L starts, right? And so just like paint the picture, Elijah, he's he's hoisting his. God is the God of all God's trophy from the big battle, right? And, um, and, and then we pick it up. So 1 Kings 19 is where we're going to read. And uh, it says, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. He's like, babe, I, uh, we took a big L. He got a big win today, including the way he'd killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message. She said, may the God strike me and even kill me. if By this time tomorrow, I have not killed you just as you killed them. Right? And so she's like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm, I'm going to kill you by tomorrow. And she swears it in a way that's like, Elijah's like a little bit scared. And he's actually a lot of it scared. It says he was afraid. And he fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree. And, and I feel like the broom tree is important because he just swept them. No. <laughs> Cringy dad joke for you guys. <laughs> That's not important. He sits under the broom tree and he prayed that he might die. That was important. He said, I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life from no better than my ancestors who've already died. Okay, so we, we have a little bit of context for this. He's, he's been celebrating his victory. And the day he gets the message, right? The day he gets the message that Jezebel is upset and she's coming for him, he says, I got I'm done. I can't handle it. And I'm ready to die. And I think like part of it is like sometimes you're like, but Elijah, you got that big win, man. Like, where's the swagger? And and I'm like, well, I was reading a little bit more about it. And I'm like, I would kind of be scared, too, because Jezebel, like she got all these profits like there's none left. He literally is alone. And so he's looking at it and he's like, I know that I just went one versus 850 and God got the victory and the glory. But also, what about these other guys that were doing the same thing I was doing and they died too? Mm -hmm. And so I understand why he's taking an L. And then let's continue. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. So he goes to sleep and he's just prayed, I'm done. Take my life. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around there and beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. And just a brief interlude. I love this picture for this message, because no matter where your dips are, God will provide for you. No matter where your dips are, God will provide for you. God is not just a God of victory. We love to preach that, right? Because it gets the people excited, like breakthrough, breakthrough, blessing, blessing, love. (laughs) You know, like it's just like the confetti emojis are going off, right? And it's like, we love that God, but like we don't really often talk about like, hey, when you're in a low point, God will send provision. He is faithful to that. And and I I'm going to give you some scripture later to stand on that for these low points. So, I just, I love this moment because, like, I mean, you got to understand. (laughs) Like, Elijah just said, I just want to die, God. Mm -hmm. And he gets woken up by, like, he didn't want the provision. He was waiting to, like, whatever the transition from life to death is, he was, like, he went to sleep hoping that, like, he would see the angel but not on earth in heaven. like. Right, and so I even think like he woke up and he's like, "Oh, God, answer my prayer." Oh. An angel, right? And so it's like, I just want you like you don't like. There's nothing you have to do yeah. to get this provision. Yeah. Like if you're at your low point, I mean, Elijah didn't even ask for help. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I mean like I, I it's just like I don't see anything in here where he did anything to prompt the angel, and so I just think it's out of God's love and out of his mercy for right. Elijah that he did that, and I know he would do that for you because God's character is a different for Elijah than it is for us, that's but that's not even my message. so here we go, so he gets up, he eats and the, he has enough strength, and he goes on a forty day forty night journey to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God, and then he came to a cave where he spent the night and Uh, And then we get this next section where the Lord speaks to Elijah. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I've zealously served the Lord Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And then God gives him some instructions. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm. And I want you to catch this, okay? Okay. The Lord Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Um, And the voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Mm. So my first point for your message in the middle, don't miss the whisper of God because you're too busy waiting for the wonder of God. That's That's great. I think the thing we can pick up from Elijah as we get a message for the middle is that in those low points when we are, we, we, I mean, uh, uh, the low points are the points where I think we can all agree we are so aware of our need for God, right? Yeah. Our weakness yeah. is so real to us. Our desperation maybe in some of those is so real to us. And we find ourselves often crying out to God. And then I think the mistake some of us make is that we expect God to move mightily, right? right? And then instead of moving mightily when he moves subtly because we're so busy looking for the mighty move we miss, the subtle move. Yeah. We're so busy, busy waiting for the wonder that we miss the whisper. Yeah. And I want to give you a little bit more context. Elijah's at Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is where Moses went. Mount Sinai is a mountain where miracles have happened. There was a burning bush, like, that talked to Moses. So when Elijah sees fire, he's going, oh, maybe God's going to talk to me through this right, fire. When right. the ground shakes, Elijah's, like, listening for, like, he's listening yeah. for it. And the Bible says three times, but God the Lord wasn't in that fire. He could have been, right. but he wasn't. And so it's not wrong to look for God in the wonder. Right. It's wrong to look for him only that's there. Great. Because if we only look there, we miss the gentle, the sound of a gentle whisper. We miss the sound of just the, the, the subtle move of God. Because we're maybe so conditioned to be looking for the mighty move of God. And so that's why I wanted to give you a message for the middle because we're going to celebrate some high highs and we're going to have some low lows this year. I can guarantee it. I don't know the future, but I know it's not going it to be all good. I want it to be all good. I want it to be all for me, for you, for everyone I know. I want all good, but it's just not how it works. And so we we can't have those moments where it dips, where we hit our low points, where we even maybe pray a prayer like Elijah's and not follow it up with the moments where we can hear God through the wonder or the miracles, through the, might, through the, whisper, or the wonder or the whisper, where we, I want to make sure that in those moments that come in your middle, in the middle of this year, that you can hear God when he moves mightily, when the miracles happen in your life and, and we celebrate them together, but that you also hear him when he moves subtly, yeah. that when he whispers, yeah. you don't miss it. And I think part of why, God, uh, why Elijah could hear God that way was because he, he knew when God was speaking. And, and it's not just that he knew when God was speaking. He had an intimate knowledge of when God was speaking. Whether it was wonder, his miracles, or the whisper, Elijah knew. And I don't think you get that without intimacy. And, and the way we get intimacy now is through times of prayer, through Bible reading, through being in community with other Jesus followers. So online church, that's why we, we kind of like really implore you to do the connect card because you might be like, okay, well, I know a God that moves in miracles, but in community, I might get to know a God that moves in whispers, that's right. right? And so, so it's through those things. And so I would encourage you for those seasons that are coming, that, that you are building a habit of prayer and Bible reading and building community around you yeah. so that when God's moving in your life, but it's a whisper, you don't miss it. Yeah. Because that's what prolongs the low points, right? Right. Um, that's, what, that's what gets us stuck there. And this is, if, if I had anything that I would like proclaim over this year for you, this is the year you don't get stuck. If you if you take this to heart if you if you really absorb this message I felt like in my prayer time and preparing this God told me that, that if people really grab this this they don't get stuck this year right and again I can't guarantee that the bad won't happen right. but wouldn't it be cool if we could like get out of it quicker, right, and if we had some tools and some ways to get out of it, and so that is my prayer for you, and I believe that if we see Elijah's character, which I think came from his intimacy with God, and can incorporate that into our lives, we can shorten the time we spend in those dips, and we can shorten the time we spend in those seasons where we're taking L's. Okay, so what else? What's the other thing? I got one other thing that I want to give you, and this one, um, I want to make sure you write it down, get your pen ready, and I'm going to spell it out for you, because it's a little bit, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's complex, okay? So I'm going to spell it out. It's G-E-T-U-P. That's my note for my next point. Get up. Yeah. Ah! That's it. Actually, no cleverness. Nothing. Just get up. Just like in the book of James. Get up. Get on up. Okay, so that's James Brown. There is a James in the Bible. I don't think get up is in the book of James. But just like James Brown said, get up. Get up. uh, If we go back to Elijah's L, the angel touched him. It's in verse 5. Then he lay down. He slept under the tree. He just prayed, I want to die. He was sleeping, and the angel touched him and told him what? Get up and eat. And there's, there's many times in the Bible where a, a prophet or a, a disciple of the Lord is told to get up, right? And so this is a word for us. If we want to shorten those times or we're taking those L's, if we want to get out of the dips, get up. And now you're like, Nelson, that's, okay, easier said than done, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 24:16. The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Yeah. yeah. One disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Wow. So I, I hear, I read that and I go, oh, the choice is mine. Ooh. The choice is mine. And, and it's actually, it is actually part of God's promise of character in our lives that we would actually be able to get up, Yeah. right? That we would be able to, We. it's not saying we're not going to fall. We may trip. But we will get up. This is a really good one. Psalm 37, 23, 24. The steps of a man are... Psalm 37, 23, 24. I think I said it right. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be, be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. 24. Though he fall. Though he fall. Though he fall. Right. It's, not, it's not that falling is wrong. And I think sometimes we have our, we, we our moments. Our, we take our L's. And we end up, we trip and we're down. And I'm down. And I might have even just said, I might have even just said, Lord, I don't want to do it anymore. I can't. Right? And I'm down. And I think sometimes the enemy comes at us when we're down and he's like, he's like, it's not worth it to get up, man. And you're like, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, the enemy's like, no, no you were never really supposed to be on that, on your way to that win. You had it wrong. You're like, yeah, maybe I did have it wrong. You're not really who you think you are. You're not really who God said you are. You're not really ever going to become a husband or a wife, a mother or a father. You're not ever going to have the success you feel like God told you you would. Yeah, you're right. And honestly, that's not even wrong. Like, we've all had that moment. Like, don't tell me you haven't been here and wanted to give up. Yeah. I mean, this is comfy. I might preach the rest of my master from here. <laughs> it's kind of nice. And so it's easy for us to have this moment where the enemy says, you Don't give up. And you go, Yeah, it's not worth it to give up. And the Bible says, The Bible says that the Lord upholds his hand. The Bible says, even if you fall, you won't be cast headlong. That means even though you're down, you're not out. Right. Right? And so all you got to do is reach up your hand. And God is there waiting to pull you up out of that dip. He's ready to pull you out of the L and reestablish the win. Look at this in Micah 7, 7 and 8. As for me, I took, I looked to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and may my God will certainly hear me. Don't gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. That is my prayer for you. Grab this scripture, write these down, so that when you have your moment and you're down, and the enemy's like, oh, he's down, and I want to get him out, you can say, though I fall, I will rise again. Though I fall, I will rise again. This is my year where I might be down, but I'm not out. I'm going to get up. It's not that I'm not going to take any L's, but when I take an L, I know who to look for and how to look for him, and so I can get up. And I might not even have the power on my own. I might be so down and so out that i got enough energy to go like this, Lord. What, Lord? Can you? And he will. He is faithful to do that. He doesn't want to leave you down and out. And I don't want to see you down and out. And so that's why I wanted to preach this message, this message for the middle. This message for the middle, because it's in the middle. It's in the middle where I feel like all of our L's happen. Like I said at the beginning, at the start, we're hopeful. About 31 minutes ago, you were like, I don't usually like when Nelson preaches, but I mean, maybe this will be a good one. (laughs) And at the end, you're like, it's almost over. (laughs) And in the middle, we had some fun. Right? And maybe I bored you in the middle. Like, let's be honest. But then I got you back, and then maybe I bored you again, and then I got you back, and then, right? Like, in the middle is when the problems come. <laughs> in the middle is when we need the Lord's yeah. help. Yes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I just want to promise you that no matter what you're hearing, whether it's, like, your internal voice that's saying, like, oh, you were wrong, that you weren't wrong. And to keep trying to get up again. Though the righteous fall seven times, they will get up again. Yeah, that's right. We Amen. will get up get again. If you, I, I want to, like, give you a new resolution maybe for this year. And I love the ones you have, whether it's, like, weight loss or saving or this is the year you're going to get booed up. Right. Whatever the whatever Buddha? the rep booed up. <laughs> no, no. <Buddha. laughs> I don't know that guy. Um, whatever your goal or resolution is. Can I give you this one too? just get up? Yeah. Get up. When you take it out, get up. Yep. Wow. Just get up. I don't I know. I know it's tough. <laughs> it's been tough two years and it won't be a perfect 2022. But I think it could be different. Yeah. I think it could be different. If every time we take a L, we get up. Yeah. Yeah. That's my prayer for you. That's my promise for you. And if you do anything different this year, make it that. Make that your mantra. I'm down, but I'm not out. As for me, I will look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Amen. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness... The Lord will be my light. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice right now. I thank you that this is a message recorded in um, the past as they listen in my present. But God, you are ever present. You exist in beyond place and time. And so as I pray this, I'm praying a relevant prayer for someone right now. I'm praying a relevant prayer for someone right now that needs to know that you want to help them. And so God, I pray that you give them the energy just to lift a hand. The, the, the subtle move of just that reaching out, God that you are faithful to respond, you are faithful to respond to them. I pray that whatever that looks like for them, whether it's a season of financial distress, emotional uh, turmoil, relationships, crumbling God, that they will find you, a steadfast and loving God who p- wants to restore hope to them, who wants to restore joy to them, and who is faithful and loves them. And so God, we just thank you right now. We thank you that 2022 will look different as we look to you, as we look to you in the mess of our middle and we commit ourselves, we commit ourselves to not being down and out, but to getting up and to getting up with your help when we need it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Oasis Online. I hope this message encouraged you. Happy New Year again, and uh, I'll see you in the middle. How about it? All right. See you soon.